Alright. On to the topic. <clears throat> oh, wait, sorry, we're starting. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. On today's episode, we have a couple news items to talk about. Uh, we have a chat with Invincible fan Travis Johnson, and then we're going to continue our reread with Volume 4, Head of the Class, which includes issues 14 through 19. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me, as always, is TJ. Hello. And Bill. Hey, it's TJ. Oh, it's Bill. Were you reading the uh, intro off the paper? I was looking at it, which is a weird thing to do, because I was looking around the paragraph, but not actually reading it. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of helps. Like, kind of. Like, coax your brain into the right direction. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like I usually mess up when I read it, mm. so I started to read it. and then You also I mess up when you don't it. read it, though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> this is first try on this one, though. Yeah, good job. Um, apparently, we need to talk about Christmas trees for a minute. Okay. So Mike, uh, over on Twitter, this is uh, uh, Runt McGeek, who actually, coincidentally, it lives right down the road from where I work. What? He's, yeah, he's the guy that lives out by, uh, out in... Uh, Lockport-ish yeah. area? Oh, no kidding. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Um, we should meet him. I know, we gotta get together sometime. It's a busy time of year. Uh, what about, uh, he asked about real versus artificial Christmas trees. What are your thoughts? Go, TJ. I have, I think we all have fake trees. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not opposed to having a real tree, but it's just a lot of work. It's just a lot of work for to have up for, you know, yeah. less than a month. Is your artificial tree pre-lit? No. Okay, mine either. Ooh. No. Oh, no way, that's man. why the fuck would you even have a fake tree then? No Because decorating it is part the of worst. the worst. The worst part of it. You know what's worse than decorating a tree? Fluffing the fake tree. Is getting out a fake tree and figuring out what to do when they light, the lights don't work. And it's a pre-lit tree. Then you throw then it in the garbage. you throw it out. And it's you buy another one. It's so frustrating trying to get lights to work on a pre-lit tree. Uh -huh. And like how they plug in together. It's just a huge mess. Mine is super simple. Okay, so I've had both. Have you ever had a, a real tree Not before? since I was a little kid. And I will say this. I am pro real tree. Just because I have an artificial tree, mm -hmm. I mean, it just that was just out of convenience. I feel like as I get right. older, once this tree's gone, like we have three Christmas trees in the house right now, and it's not like we have a, a very small place. We just have a tree in every single room because that's mm -hmm. what my where's the lives. where's the third one? The at? bedroom. Oh my god! Yeah, it's you a little one. Have... It's smaller. I mean, it's still not little. little yeah. But anyways, all three are artificial. Mm -hmm. But I think that if we were to get rid of the living room one, I would replace it with a, a real. I mean, you can't miss out. Like, there's the smell. L Liz and I is have the shopping for a tree. Oh, that's the, the pine fun, needles. That's the fun part. Yeah. Shopping for the tree, it feels kind of like how you'd want Christmas to be, yeah. you know. But Liz is definitely allergic to some kind of Christmas tree, mm -hmm. and we had to like like the one that Matt had the one year. Yeah, that one almost killed her. Yeah, like almost killed her. She <laughs> broke out in hives. The worst part of of the new tree is lighting it. Mm -hmm. Putting lights on it. I, I am uh, obsessive about how I like The weird tree. bugs you find in your house. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. Like, you're like, where the fuck did this bug come from? Because it's like not a normal... Yeah, a normal know, house it's not, it's not, Yeah, it's not like a fruit fly <laughs> or a house fly. It's this weird fucking beetle-shaped thing. Uh -huh. And then getting it out of your house and trying not to get needles everywhere. You can buy the bags. Yeah. But it was just me taking it out of my house and it snagged on something. Needles everywhere for mm -hmm. at least two years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Were, you, were you with us when, I don't know which one of you was there, when we got, it must have been you, but when we got the couches in, in th- into my house, mm-hmm. we op- we took out a huge, like, picture window. window. Yeah. I would just put it out the window. Just chuck the tree out the window. I, I, I mean, it was, at this point, it was in my upstairs living room, so it was just, like, mm-hmm. through the corner, or around the corner, and through the front door, and it still got needles everywhere. Yeah. So I will always be an advocate for, I like real trees, I think that they're, it adds, it really does add something to... The ambiance of the whole, you know, holiday season, but mm-hmm. pre-lit fake trees yeah. is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have cats. Oh my gosh. I think any tree when you have cats. Yeah, I was going to say worst. anything yeah. with a cat. A- anything in general, not just, just Christmas not trees. Just, just like just, anything just if you want. life. Life yeah, with a cat. Life. If you want to have nice things, don't have a cat. Uh, bringing it back to Invincible, just a reminder, we are the Invincible Podcast. You can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube. We have a website. It's theinvinciblepodcast.com. Um, we are also the Oblivion Song Podcast. TJ, where are we at with the Oblivion Song Podcast? Uh, we're going to be starting issue 10, which is, I think God. is going to be a good one. Issue 10. The oh, way, the way, nine, the way ended. 9 ended was awesome oh, i keep forgetting um so yeah issue oh. 10 comes out on the 12th our next episode will come out on friday the 14th mm-hmm. and uh i've been meaning to do this for a long time and i always forget this is a spoiler warning this show we talk about invincible like front to back we will talk about everything um just putting that out there uh we're gonna get in into some news here not too much we thought there'd be a little bit more this month but not yet um ryan otley tweeted shortly after he got back from uh italy a picture of him in the hoodie that you have tj yeah i know and, and sky skybound gave it to him yeah he t- everybody was like oh where do i get that and yeah. he was like oh i don't know skybound where do they get it and yeah. uh sean kirkham over at uh skybound was like yeah, that's actually a bootleg, but we've yeah. got something more official in the works. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Skybomb <laughs> gave him that hoodie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bought him the, 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 the bootleg, bootleg one. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, and that was and that was after like yeah, TJ after he saw me in it first. Yeah. 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 Um, again, Luca in, in Italy. Um, Last time we recorded, it was the weekend of that. So um, since then, you can find a bunch of cool sketches that Otley, even Corey Walker, um, they, they've done some interviews and uh, some cool stuff has come out of that. Um, one interesting thing out of an interview with uh, uh, both Ryan Otley Kirkman and Corey Walker was um, Corey Walker actually said that uh, he's been working on something, and and he said, "quote Unfortunately, I cannot yet reveal my future plans, but it is something that will be familiar to everyone. Unfortunately, I cannot reveal anything, not even the publisher." I just thought that was kind of cool. I'm not Corey Walker. Yeah, and I'm not insinuating that he's doing anything invincible, but like DC, Supergirl. it's cool that he's doing something that he said would be familiar to everyone. Supergirl so or Superman? Yeah, guarantee it. You think so? No, <clears throat> I do. I maybe. Why do a you lot say of that? I, I just a lot of the sketches that he's done have he's has done been so many Supergirl. Like, Supergirl redesigns and mm. everything. Yeah. He really has like if you Google Ry- or Corey Walker mm-hmm. like art, ninety percent of it is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to read a brand new Corey Walker standalone thing. We haven't done seen something like that since what? Do you Destroyer? remember how good Destroyer was? Do you I have remember? It. I have it on our list. Oh, We're going to talk about Destroyer. Someday. I said it would be. It would be familiar though. So he's definitely doing an iconic. Oh, character. I know. That's what I mean. And he can't see the publisher because. 
obviously it's either DC or Marvel or Image. Right. Well, yeah. Hmm. Um, Motley just uh, tweeted out a whole bunch of commissions that he did. Oh yeah. Oh, like I think they he took like forty of them on. Where? On Twitter. No, but where did he do them? Uh, off of the Felix um yeah, website. Like that's how TJ got his. Uh, oh 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 oh, 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 oh not at a con, just like yep. mailing. Okay, got it. Uh, a long time ago, we talked about how Skybound was opening up a um, book imprint, like a doing um, novels and working with. Uh, I did see this. Another Are you about the Walking Dead one. Um, well, just pointing out the fact that they announced the books that will be coming next year, and none of them are invincible. Yep. I just thought I would throw that out there because we've talked about it as a potential thing. We got to say, hey. We're not going to get any. I don't think we're going to get any of that until after the animated series, until people start knowing what it is. What What are they other than The Walking Um, Dead that takes place in China? I want to say they're all new properties. They're all new stories. No, I saw the one that Kirkman... is working with an author who's writing a novel that that takes place in the Walking Dead yeah, universe, yeah. but other than that one, overseas. Yeah. yeah, that one's the one that takes place in China. They're just completely different things, like like a new it's IP, a like new, a new Walking Dead story that takes place in China, and then a bunch of other. He's talking about the, other, one, ones. the other things. I don't remember seeing another one. I thought you, you said that you said all the other he, ones were all new stuff. I think they're all new IPs, like they weren't off That's of anything cool. else. Do you yeah. know what they are, or like what they yeah, are they like there's sci-fi? A, there's like seven. Are they, there's like seven books total. So six of them, I think, are new. That's there was cool. one that was like a sci-fi one. Like, yeah. I like that because I like to read. I like, yeah. I mean, we all do. We Dude, like to find that one book that like really. I've been trying so hard to, to start find. reading more. You just got to find something. It's hard. Dude. Well, I'm, I'm halfway through the Spider-Man book and it's really good. But I just, it, <clears throat> ever since fucking phones and everything, like, yeah. it's just, I have no, I don't have the attention span But anymore. it's just it's, cool if like one of those novels ended like the ending of Split when you're like, oh shit, this takes place in the Invincible Right? Universe. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? <laughs> oh, yeah. But well, it's I, totally standalone on its own yeah. anyways, but yeah. it's still it there. Was just like years ago when we were really into reading, yeah. it was like Day by Day Armageddon, mm-hmm. which if, if, if you all that haven't read Day by Day Armageddon, who's a J.B. J.L. Bourne? J.L. Bourne. J.L. Bourne is, yeah. the, is the author. So, like, we'd go down the rabbit hole, so we'd find an author that we liked, because mm-hmm. he wrote Day by Day, and then we'd find, like, other things, like um, Plague of the Dead. Yeah. That's a really good zombie novel as well. And then we'd go from there, like, and I found John Mayberry, and he wrote a bunch of other stuff, including this other series, like the Joe Ledger series. So it was just, like, I, it you was... You have to get It was a good end. run of, like, oh, I found an author that knows an author that's like that an was, author. That uh, was around the time we read, what was it, Dog Blood? Dogblood, yeah. yeah, Dogblood, like Dogblood and, and and Autumn. So good. He, he wrote Autumn too. Yeah, um, David Moody. Mo- David Moody. Yeah. 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 Which uh, so we someone needs to jump in. You know what? Let's do this. If someone knows a novel that's really good, send us some recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Because I would definitely love to to bust out my Kindle again because I love to read. Mm-hmm. You know, but it needs to be a good book. It can't be like uh it's a beautiful work of art and you know it's just you got to muscle through it no i need to be able to read it in a week yeah yeah um all right we are going to go over into our topic of the show which is our conversation with uh invincible fan travis johnson uh we actually just got done chatting with him we had a nice little chat hopefully the audio is okay i know when we were listening it's a little um, choppy listening and it's sounding a little choppy but i think it was all right yeah, get um, the gist of it. Yeah, so we talked to him for about 15 minutes or so, and uh, then we'll be back to talk all about Trade Paperback Volume 4, uh, Head of the Class. All right, 
Uh, so welcome to the show, Travis. Uh, Thank you. Now, tell us a little bit about how you found Invincible and how you started reading it. Wow, you know what? I wish I had some climactic story, or I was great, or I was a great uh, cosplayer like your previous fans. But you know what? It was a, uh, it was just a rainy day, and um, I recently got into Walking Dead like everybody else. And uh, but I got into Walking Dead on my, on my iPad. So I was doing the classic flipping through on your on your app, and I saw all the Invincibles, and I just loved the fact that you could like scroll through and see all the covers, and the covers just all grabbed me. And I loved the little synopsis because it didn't give anything away, but it just just gave you just enough to get you interested. And then with the internet, you know, the internet's always like, oh, this big twist in Invincible, you know, his Mark's the hero, but his dad's also a hero. But there's he did this horrible thing. Like I never read any of it because I didn't want to, so I just bit the bullet and I uh. Yeah, it's it's funny. I wrote I wrote a letter and that they printed up and I, yeah. I confessed to it. So I bit the bullet and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna try this, but I'm gonna read this free on the internet. So I, I did. So like one rainy weekend, I binged binged it. I don't know if that's the correct terminology. <laughs> but I binged it the uh, issues one to seventy five, and it was just it just blew my mind. Yeah. The whole thing was just amazing. Just you think and it's. I've been I, I've been a comic fan for a while. I got into comic books right around the death of Superman, even a little bit before. And I love like like I love Carson's artistry and Mark Bagley. They're my two favorite artists. And I, the third was Brian Otley. But in just the, the story just it took you in different directions. There were so many twists and turns. And I was like, and I, like I said, I've read a lot of comic books and I also read a lot of other books. So it's it's hard to surprise me. And he kept surprising me with this. It was just so good. And that, like I said, when I was done reading. All 75 issues. I just, I just kind of sat back and I'm like, wow, like that was like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You don't ride a roller coaster for free. So I went right on the internet, went to Amazon and eBay, and I bought like the first four volumes, and then I bought all the others in graphic novel form. And yeah. since then, I've been buying the graphic novels. And it's so just... you, so you went back and and did the right thing and bought them all. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh definitely. I felt. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like. I had to. I, yeah. remember, I, I did that, and then I, I reread them on the internet, and then when I got them back, I just reread. I, I reread all of them. I just, it was just so great. Like I constantly, on in my reading room, my shelf, I constantly read uh, volume twelve. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Invincible War and Conquest thing. I, I just love. It's just, it's just so great. You, just, you can pick up any novel, any graphic, any any volume, and any vol, any uh, bigger volume, and just reread. It's just so great. Even though you guys tell me, it's just, it's such a great book. Yeah, I, I mean, like you were saying, I remember, I don't know if it was the um, Robert Kirkman and Kevin Smith discussion, but Robert Kirkman was on a podcast probably within the last year, and he like made a joke about how, like, hey, you know, go ahead and steal my comics, read them online, I don't care, because he feels like it's, you're going to, you're going to eventually come around, you know, you are going to, he'd, he'd rather somebody, I forgot what he said, I think it was something along the lines of, like, if you're not going to read it anyways, you might as well read it for free. And then maybe you'll eventually start paying, mm-hmm. you know. So that was, yeah. How long did it take you to binge one through seventy-five? Uh, well, I I don't have a life or a wife or kids, so I I'd say like like it's six to eight hours. I just sat there. <laughs> oh my god, my hours! I thought you were gonna say days. So, oh no, no. I, like I said, I, it was a rainy day. I had off. I was just like, yeah. Okay, this is this is, and I just kept going. And then what's once you get to a certain point, you're like, I can't stop. You know, yeah, like, once yeah, you like, like yeah. I said, once I hit the conquest, I was like, oh my. And then once that was over, I'm like, well, I got to see what's going to happen now. I mean, mm-hmm. what's going to end? And then when my war happened, and at the end of that, I was like, 
know, you, 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 you know, semi-spoilers, but you didn't think it would go that way. You didn't Which, think it'd be uh, like, you know, oh, no, we'll just we'll just stay here and, you know, we'll, we'll interbreed with your people and, you know, we'll, that, that's how it's going to happen and that's what's going to happen or we'll destroy your planet. It's just like, it was so, it's it just great. It's, it's, it's a drug. It is a drug and <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. Did, uh, um, which issue did you get your letters print, your letter printed in? Um, it was, uh, issue, uh, 142. Oh, nice. Robot War. Uh, um, I got it. Yes. I got into the habit of the graphic novel. So I would wait till the graphic novel came out and then I would buy it at my local shop. And then when I heard it was ending, I, I did my research and I, the series ended, but then the graphic novel won't be out for like a couple of months and then the compendium wouldn't be out for another couple months, like the last one. So I'm like, I'll just buy the single issues. And I did. And then when I finally got all six issues, I sat down and read them all. And I was like, that was amazing. That was great. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to flip through the, the letters section just for, yeah. A's, just for S's and G's. And I'm like, and I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, my letter, it's printed in there. <laughs> it, was, it was just so amazing that that, that happened. It's just, That's I, awesome. I wish I recorded myself uh, reading it, but it, it's all right. Yeah, just this the fact that I got printed. And in the letter, I even confessed to downloading. And it was Robert who's like, I think I remember that. It. You're it's right. How people <laughs> confessed to that afterwards. So, I do remember reading that. Think, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's just, it was just funny. With I think so, I, it, I think just, the last issue was the only time I ever sent in a letter into the letters column. Have you ever said yeah, anything? I, I think I sent one in on the last one too. The last one. And, you, yeah. uh, and then I, I did one for Oblivion Song just with the name the letters column section. But other than that, never really, uh, never really tried. Um, I don't know. I love reading them I, though. I tried a bunch and every now and again, like once in a blue moon, you get, you hope you get one, but I'm just glad it wasn't invincible. And I also sent a letter when all was said and done just because you had to, you know, you had to thank him for the great ride and everything. And Oh yeah, it was yeah just, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was awesome. I, I probably already know the answer to this just based off of the graphic novel you just held up, but uh, who's your favorite character in Invincible? Yeah. I, I hate to be like everybody else, but just, just conquest for some yeah. reason. He just showed up. It was just, he had that balance of, of like monster, but yet like villainous monologue. Because yeah. he was, it was just so. He was like a force of nature, and it was mm-hmm. so great. And I don't know. Part of, part of me wants to see his origin, but part of me doesn't want to see his origin. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like we got just enough of him too. It wasn't like yeah. they overused him a bunch. It, it was, it was just enough. It's like you don't want a hot fudge Sunday that's covered in hot fudge. You want just enough hot fudge to, you know, to help out the ice cream. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I love think, Conquest. I think that if Invincible takes off the way I think it's going to, with the movie and the animated series and everything, I think Kirkman's going to come back to a lot of these stories, and we might see an origin story of Conquest. And you know what I'm actually thinking right now? Do you think that he would do something like he did with Rick? I'm sorry, not Rick, uh, Shane? With like, the books? With the, the show. Oh, like keep him dead. Keep do you think he would longer? keep him around longer? I mean, he did, though. He brought Conquest back after he was, quote-unquote, supposed yeah. to die. And you, th- I mean, he was dead. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of what we thought. If they if they stuck to the comic, granted, the in, the animated series is going to be one hour long episodes, you know, for what? The first season's ten episodes? Eight. Eight episodes? That's a long, That's long a really time. Long Conquest time. can't just be 
one episode, which if it, right. they stayed to the comic, mm-hmm. it probably would be. But it, oh he's definitely going to be in it longer. An, an it's episode gonna, of the series ending with him showing up, and then the whole next episode just being... It's going to be like four oh. episodes of fight. It's going to be like friggin' Dragon Ball Z. Like, I, Liz and I watched like <laughs> oh. the first season, and it's just like the whole season is one fight. Really? Yeah, dude. Wow. It's like seven episodes is one gigantic fight. Ton of monologuing yeah. and, oh and then some crazy action. You know what I was just thinking, though? I feel like Conquest is going to be... Is going to be as popular if done right in the movies as or the, as Thanos. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say Negan. Oh no, as like Thanos, like in terms of yeah. like like the if, best, the best villain that yeah. you can if, think if of. If in we terms... get to that point in live action movies, is that what you're saying, or are you saying with the animated series? You don't think that that they would try to get to to conquest well, yeah. like as soon as possible in the movies? Uh, I don't see it happening for at least three movies live action. You're out of your mind. Really? Yeah. You're... You think it'd be in the second yeah, movie? I Definitely agree, not the first, but, right? Yeah. Maybe the second. Hmm. Oh, no, because there's so much. The, the, That's problem, the problem is they're going to try to push it, but then then it's not going to work well. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to see him, but I do want to see him, but I yeah. want to see him done right. I want to time, build the universe, go from there, you know, make make us care about all the characters, make us care about Rex, and then, you know, and, and then if that does happen, then uh, uh, Rex Flood is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just... Conquest is great, but don't you know? Don't bring him out like right away. You know, build the universe, go from there. It's 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 hard. You know, I, I don't understand. I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. I just enjoyed it, but it's just who would I? It's it's funny. I, I always thought like like a great conquest. The conquest should also be seen in the cartoons, and I'm just I always kind of try to picture it's like like who would be a good voice for conquest? <laughs> I mean. We're not really I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually given it. enough thought. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It, it's funny. I was I was gonna go to a con where Jim Cummings was the guy who's the voice of Winnie the Pooh, and he does all the other voices. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna try to see if he could, you know, give me just just give me just something <laughs> off the cuff or something like that. Like a gravelly. Exactly, you know that gravelly soldier who's mm. like, you know, like, hey, you know, this is what I am, and I, and just so happens that I enjoy doing this, and you know, that's I never thought I, of that. I love doing this. So. Like TJ, you go to a lot of cons, and we've met like Troy Baker and Nolan North and stuff like that, and other voice actors. It'd be cool to go mm. up to a voice actor and just be like, hey, you know, because they'll record lines for you. Just like, show them a picture. Things. Just show them like, well, you and know, just a be like, read this, mouth. read this line for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that'd be a fun thing to do. I, yeah. I like that. Huh. Exactly. Like with um, oh, what was the guy, the actor who wants to do Invincible? Um, I'm sorry, the actor who wants to do Immortal, who is also the voice of John Stewart. You know, like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil um, Lamar. Yeah, Phil Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he's uh, just hearing his voice. He'd be a great Immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an okay character, but I just think that would be. Some, yeah, he's really good. So Phil Lamar could probably do oh, well, every then, uh, character <laughs> of Invincible. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Great. Yeah, exciting, exciting times ahead. So, rounding up, um, what what are you reading now? Now that Invincible has has finished a while ago, it's has been it, almost has a it been year. almost well, a year? Yeah. Uh, well, I reread Invincible, but um, nowadays I before when I go when I got into comics, I got into Venom. Uh, I'm a huge Venom fan. I loved Larson's version of Venom. I loved uh, Mark Bagley's version. I just that's a great character. He's had his ups and his downs. His series is actually pretty good with Donnie Cates that's going on right now. Uh, I'm reading that, um, and that's and then Savage Dragon. I've always been a Savage Dragon fan. Like right when I got out of college, which I don't want to say how long ago that was, but it was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I've, 
that was a, that's a fun book. It's still going strong, and uh, I loved it. There was like a run when Invincible showed up into it, oh, and yeah. then um, oh, I, I got this a while ago. I asked Mister, uh, can, is the glare happening? Can you see it? All right? Oh, yeah. oh, oh sweet! Like a, a Venom with like conquest scars, and I asked him to to scream out, "I crave battle and brains." This is a, cool. this is a Ryan. Oh, Otley he sketch. does have a. Yeah, conquest scar. That's badass, man. Yeah, the scar on his arm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and I got I got a frame because so I have it hanging in my reading room with uh, my Eric Larson Venom sketch and my Mark Bagley nice. Venom sketch. So You'll I, have to send me a picture of that so I can post it. No, sure, no problem. So everybody yeah, knows definitely. what we're talking about. But that's so right now. Pretty much, I'm just keeping up with Savage Dragon and Venom. But that's just because I've been fans of those characters for so long. I, yeah. I will. I do want to bite the bullet, and I want to try Oblivion Song because you guys talk about it. But I want to wait till it hits like 12 issues because I'm like, binging is now a thing now. I love you know <laughs> sitting down and reading the whole Clearly. thing. So I just I don't know how you guys did it waiting month to month for the conquest. Oh I mean, my like, god! I sat down was... and I read like oh, when those man. that and the Viltrumer were happened. I like I flew through those. I remember just, where I was. So, and then I reread them because they were just so. Yeah. You know? It's just, yeah. when, when a great story like that happens, and you, you have to wait month to month, it's just, oh, it was, it's just so painful. Oh, and, and then your mind wanders, like, well, maybe this will happen, and maybe this will happen, or maybe this will happen, and then... Well, that was the whole point. Then, That's why we started the podcast. You know, we were talking so much about, like, we, like, half the time we would get together, all we would want to do is talk about what we think was coming next, and what was happening, and, like, oh, my God, did you read the, the latest issue? And, yeah, and then they decided to end it. But, uh, yeah. So, all right, well, we should probably wrap up because we have to actually do a shorter episode tonight because TJ's stuck on third shift. TJ oh, has to oh, bail yeah. on us now. You're yeah. probably used to that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then just one other thing. Yeah. Uh, at the New York Comic Con, I got, I'm the one that got this sketch, the uh, Conquest in oh, the nice. Dulcimite Explanation sketch. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Oh, cool. Where, like, Wait, what? I didn't see I, that. I, I didn't see this. He put, I know, I know the uh, feelings are... Tom put it on their website, and then so basically, I went to I went to the guy who was running the booth, and I said, "Can you have Conquest in the classic Viltrumite explanation pose?" And the guy, oh gave my gosh, that's so like, cool! Just write that down, and and I think Mr. Otley will get it. So he, he got it. Job, he nailed yeah. it. And uh, well, I stood in line. I stood in line to get uh, Robert Kirkman's autograph, and I asked him a question. And my question was, "What would happen if Conquest survived the Viltrumite War? Would uh-huh. he have softened like?" Um, Anissa, or would he still be the hardened huh. conquest that he is? And he clearly said conquest would not solve him. Yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. Still be <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. And, which, which is cool, but I'm like, just imagine if he did survive, and you're like, just a thrag, like telling him, I imagine him being. Understand, yeah. You have to mate, and you have to you have to breed, and you you're no more of this. I imagine him becoming a. Yeah, I imagine him becoming a right hand man for thrag, and kind of being the exception to the rule. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just kind of like saying no and just kind of doing his own thing. And... I don't want to keep, but I always thought of him like, I always thought of him like being like a crime boss. You know, yeah. Or turning into like, you know, or like, a, or just like a bouncer at like a Vegas hotel or something like that. But no, yeah, I, I don't want to keep you guys. But yeah, no. No, no, that's awesome. That sketch is great awesome. too. I want a picture awesome of that stuff, too so. because that is really cool. That's a really good idea. I've never seen anybody, uh, you know, come up with something like that. I've never seen such compassion in Conquest Face and it actually like, yeah, it like, confused me. I yeah. was like, I'm a little weirded out right now. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine if he did have a child and that child found out like what he like what he did before. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like, oh my dad, you were you were terrible. You were a terrible person. 
That's great. And for everybody listening, we'll post pictures of these and they'll be on, on the site and everything. So awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Travis. And this is this has been fun. Well, thank you very much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. TJ, no hard feelings, man. As long as you had a great con, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, man. I'm sorry I didn't con. get to meet up with you. But next time, I'll be there going will next be more. year. So. There will okay. be more. That's right. Yeah, Hopefully we'll be at that next one, too. Yeah, right. All right, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, man. Later. Take care. Good night. And we're back. Thanks, Travis. Uh, so we're going to jump into the, uh, my hands are out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rereader for volume four. This is uh, head of the class. Uh, you guys are gonna have to help me out when it comes to, um, the issue numbers. Cause in the trade paper acts, oh, chapter, chapter one, one. issue yeah. 14, oh, so starting first, with issue 14. First thing I want to show you guys though, is I got something. And so you have a show and tell, I, but for the invincible a, podcast, I have a little bit of a show and tell. Oh my gosh. I actually got it. A couple months ago and i forgot to show you guys and it's very appropriate that i'm showing you Ooh, this week do you hear that everyone yeah that wonderful sticky oh, is it like just a sticky flap yeah it's just a sticky flap <laughs> <laughs> it's not a piece of tape it's just so i flap. found this guy on ebay and what is this it is <gasps> a poster yes dude be careful please i'm scared Oh, nice. So, um, Wait, collected editions available for order now, one, two, and three? Yes. Oh, my God, that's awesome. So it's a it's a, an, adverti- an advertisement poster for like the trade paperback show. number four. Yeah. Very cool. Dude, that's awesome. That so really it's cool. just a really big poster that's advertising the fourth trade that, you know, like a comic shop or a bookstore or something would get. Yeah. Someone and kept it's in that like great in immaculate shape. shape. It's in great shape. I want to get it framed or something. So someday when we're huge... And we're like on the Talking Dead for Invincible. This can be framed in the back, along with, like... along, along with TJ's reboot poster that's signed by everybody. That's really cool, Ryan. Yeah. How'd you find that? You just like just once in a while eBay just Invincible stuff. Once in a while stuff? eBay Invincible stuff, and yeah. it just happened to be on there. You just gotta restick the sticky flap. Just gotta put the sticky flap back on yeah, there. There you go. There you go. It's nice done. and safe. Uh, so yeah, that's the cover to Volume Four. Uh, and that we'll put that poster or that picture of that poster online as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, issue TJ, I have a little show and tell. What you got? Uh, well, I completely forgot about it. Um, we'll post it on the site too. But uh, Dylan Burnett did a powerplex for me a while oh, ago. Did I you did get it, it colored? I did get it colored. Yeah. Who colored it? Um, uh, Jeremiah Skipper. Did he really? Yeah. Who's Jeremiah Skipper? He did the Invincible Podcast logo. He did the logo. Invincible Podcast logo? Yeah. He so does awesome stuff, too. That's the original. Badass. Dude, it's such a Power good box. sketch. Uh, what's the, co- the color is going to be awesome, isn't it? So I told him that I preferred the um, orange on green. Or the, yeah. So that's it. Oh, my God. Holy that's so cool. shit. Uh-huh. Holy shit. As opposed to, like, blue, you were afraid of? Because when he goes, like, real evil... He he turns he changes to red. Yeah. Oh. Red and black. So. Dude. That, look at the look at the green reflection. This is in my, my favorite um, piece. This is the my, my favorite thing that you have. That is the coolest thing. Yeah. That is so we'll post awesome. that. I'll I'll post it on mine and uh you yeah guys, we'll, you can re- retweet it. Yeah. So. Uh, I can also maybe I'll show you this too. So when I originally got it, he sent me this and he's like, "Hey, hope you like it." Oh yeah. And I'm like. 
<laughs> so I, but I emailed him back and I was like, Hey, do you think maybe you could take another look at the, uh, yeah, his mouth? Cause it looks like some of the detail got cut out because his mouth is like open. He's like screaming yeah. mm-hmm. and there's like no detail. And like, even up there, you can see that there's yeah. no like yeah. ink, yeah. but he was super cool about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, I think some of it got erased during like this or whatever. And he went yeah. back and he redid it and it came out awesome. Yeah. So. That looks like it was a, a mistake in the, the software that he's using to color that something overrode Over, it because yeah. that wasn't that wasn't right yeah. that that is sick looking i love that wow all right this was a a big one this was six and a half issues you think it was a, oh okay was yeah. it six and a half issues yeah 14 15 14 16, to 19. 17 18 19. oh and a half yeah Right? I missed the half. It's the free comic book day. Yeah, thing. It yeah, you, you would have seen it. It was it was super. If, I don't. I mean, if you read it in any sort of trade uh, or collection, it is included. It is that one. Mm, yeah. Didn't. And it ends I almost didn't instantly. Read that, I don't think. It's only like four or five pages. We'll show you. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> so. The damn flax flaxons. 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 Uh, the uh, who did the cover? Because it's not Frank Cho did the cover. Good call, TJ. The this is a time in which they had a couple different um, cover artists because the next yeah. one or whatever is a, a different artist too. They look older, and I think that was done intentionally because of the aging. Of the mm, maybe I guess he definitely they definitely be. look older for sure. Yeah. Well, Mark does for for he he Mark looks like he he's, definitely looks older. He's too. a nineties comic. Well, yeah, like. Um, so yeah, this is the second time we've seen the Flaxons. Uh, uh, opens up on a really cool splash page. We got, um, Shrinking Ray getting a a nice spotlight on there. Um, and this is the time in which, um, this is, we see this scene. This is when, um, Eve gets blasted and Rex catches her. This is the scene that we see in Reboot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Mark looks really sad when, when Rex is like, I gotcha. Yeah. And, and well, no. Mark is the one that catches oh, Eve. Oh, right, and, right, right, right. And Rex is like, keep your hands off my girl. And Mark's like real sad about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is when uh, the the second time the Flaxons show up, the first time they showed up, they aged immediately. This time they have the little wristbands that slow their aging. They, they spent thousands of years in the Flaxon, back in the Flaxon dimension preparing for this battle. Um, this... The king comes up and says that they've been preparing forever. But then I I want to say it was maybe Rex or like what what where did that pebble come from? It's Rex. It's definitely Rex. It, yeah, yeah. He just, he just lo- and he just like carefully lobbed. Yeah, and, because he throws yeah. a lot more on the next page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hits his wristband and it explodes and then he immediately just starts aging rapidly. There is so much humor in this volume, like keep keep an eye out for it or whatever, but we're going to keep mentioning really funny scenes, whether it's the writing or the way the animate, like the, not the animation, the way the, uh, that, uh, Otley, yeah, drew it. The, oh man, it's so funny in some of these. Um, yeah. Uh, they, uh, the Flaxons retreat. This is when, um, uh, what was it? I have something here. Who has, uh, Oh, yeah. Robot says uh, it's not mathematically inconceivable that at some point we will encounter an adversary that realizes the error of their ways and gives up their plans for revenge. And I thought that was that foreshadowing in any sense. It's not. It is not mathematically inconceivable that at some point we will encounter an adversary, i.e. Rex, robot, that realizes the error of their ways and gives up 
their plans for revenge. No, I'm not saying it's. I'm not who, saying who it's. Who could it have been? Has there ever been anyone else that has turned around? Well, the Flaxons a- after. Oh, I know. That's robot. what he's saying. That's yeah. what. That's why he's saying it. It's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is possible. But I wasn't sure if like was that Kirkman hinting at something to come. Oh well, I mean, robot. The whole thing with the robot war and him taking over was that he utilized the villains, mm-hmm. right? Like the the Mahler twins mm-hmm. turned out to be good. Well, mm-hmm. not good. Um, just... Omni Man. Is this? But that's what I'm getting at. Like, is this? It's not mathematically inconceivable that at some point we will encounter an adversary that realizes Omni-Man, the error of their ways. Yes, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. I wrote down a, a note and stuck oh. on here, and so yes, it is. It is I hinting think it's at Omni Man. Yeah. That's absolutely what it is. It's foreshadowing okay. of Omni Man. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I always love that page of Monster Girl transforming. Slowly, yep, going back into girl Fantastic. form. Fantastic. I've got a, mm-hmm. ga- a date tonight. Uh, Omni uh, Immortal is keeping an eye on Invincible. Uh, he doesn't think that the apple falls far from the tree. Even um, though he heard the recordings, mm-hmm. he still doesn't trust him. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a neat scene to look back on. Uh, Cecil's in Mark's room waiting for him to tell him the news that the uh, the audio of the fight has been leaked to the media. Went viral. Yeah. yeah. So one thing, too, is I thought that this was kind of just thrown in there for story purposes, but do we ever find out who leaks it? I don't no. think we do. Like, no. I, think, I don't even think that he was really planning on that. No, I he don't just think wanted so to, like, get that out there, like, hey, it's public. This is, like, government shit. I don't really know. like the fact that it was leaked for story uh. purposes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe to me, it's just it just kind of fits this day and age more so than maybe when this comic was written. Um, but it, to me, it was funny that like, you know, like that. There's a story out there of someone who sold it to to you know to CNN or something. You know what I mean? Like somebody made some money, which Cecil even says he's like, oh, all we have to do is keep track of former employees or current employees spending, and they're going to be able to track down who did it. Um. On this next page, well, first the teleporting. First, yeah, this yeah. is the first time we get the teleporting, uh, and the uh, and uh, Cecil says that it costs taxpayers yeah. like five hundred thousand dollars, five five million dollars every million time he dollars. does it. Every time we we use it, but I just had to try it. Um, Marco's downstairs. Art shows up, and uh, we Debbie's actually watching. Yeah, before that, though, he actually, Mark compliments him on Shrinking Ray's new costume. And he says, uh, uh, oh, thanks, that was a freebie. I felt guilty about the first costume. It was basically just a Fantastic Four costume with a mask and different colors. Not my best work. Yeah. The only reference to other another, another specific, comic, specific book. comic book character. Yeah, It's the only, like, universe-breaking thing, I think, in the entire series. You know what I mean? I wonder if they're allowed mm-hmm. to do that. Because he just said it straight out. Like in 33, when he was going through all the different dimensions and met Batman and met Spider-Man, it's not apparent that he's meeting them. You just see a web and you see, you know, um, Batman's gauntlet. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. But obviously, Invincible ended up doing a Marvel team-up, but that was with Marvel. Yeah, I think around this time, he was working with Marvel, so it probably wasn't a big deal. He probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of, you know interesting to think about um but yeah debbie's watching the 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 news that is doing the uh reenactments and everything like that and well do you see what she's drinking from 
Oh shit, I didn't catch that. Number one dad mug. Ooh. She's drinking from Nolan's mug. Man. Poor Deb. Yeah. This was a this was a hard like time. Little time for her for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh a lot of drinking. But he's the one that brings her more the booze alcohol. Yeah. But she wasn't drinking alcohol at first. No, you're right. See they are is the is He's the, the uh, one that he was the enabler. enabler. He was the enabler. Um then we've got uh, Mark going back to school <clears throat> and uh, uh, Derek, the guy who was turned into a <clears throat> living bomb. bomb in volume one, is freaking out, uh, fighting off uh, a bunch of bullies um, because they're, you know, making fun of him. Um, so he's super strong. They're making fun point. of him because he's got a robot torso. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. He, I think it's safe to assume he's strong. I mean, we never yeah. we never up. see him again, right? No, I don't remember seeing him again. No. I could be wrong. Uh, speaking of seeing people again, this teacher who shows up to break up the fight seems like he should be a guy. He was supposed to be a guy. Some one of the students yells, "Mr. Keen." Uh, I remember reading somewhere Kirkman said that this guy was supposed to be a character, and mm. he just never he just never did. <clears throat> he got a three-fourths of a page or one-third of a page panel that looks like an introduction like mm-hmm. hey you kids yeah. the reason me. the reason why you can tell that mm-hmm. he was supposed to be a character is because he's jacked yeah <laughs> that's why he looks like he's like a villain or a hero it's or just, something because he, he's there's, there's something the way ryan otley did it like with the way that you see his arm first and you see him talk off screen and yeah. then it's like a reveal of his whole body yeah like it's very obvious that it was like hey this is a so guy so kirkman said he was supposed to be someone did, he, he, did he say specific no no no, no just it was like... just oh yeah he was gonna be something or there was a storyline involving him and it was just never <clears> never <throat> happened <clears throat> i want to say he's in one more scene but um it's super subtle um is that was that who he was supposed to be super subtle super subtle that's his name that's yeah. his that's his superhero name uh this is uh we find out mark uh well Mark finds out that Eve William? and William uh, are dating. And uh, William kind of says, oh, yeah, I've totally, uh, I've got you and your dad to thank for that. And pisses Mark off a little bit and storms off. So, Do you think Mark and Eve ever had relations? What do you mean? Like, when? When? Ha- like, had, you know. Had sex one. Yeah. When? Mark and Eve? No, I'm sorry, not Mark and Eve. William William, William and Eve. No. And no, we find, out, we find out Did you read did you read this? Yeah. No, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> we find out in this. They just like hung out, right? Or something like that? They dated. They were dating. But they yeah, but they just like hung out though. Like they didn't yeah. really do anything. They kissed and you know. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. They dated without sleeping together. Hmm. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Mark is sulking, thinking about William and Eve, uh, when Amber shows up. Now, the last time that they had an interaction, didn't she just, like, give him a note or something like no, that? No, she showed up for uh, to study, and they went upstairs, and Debbie was like, yeah, studying. And that's oh, when yeah. Eve showed up outside oh, that's right. and saw them kissing. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Got mad and flew off, which was still... Yeah. Like, I think clearly it's because she liked him, but... Uh, she what, shows up funny. in a way here that's like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot Amber even existed. Yeah. yeah. Makes you kind of feel bad for her. The entire time that they're together, you're like, yeah. That's kind of the point though, right? You're just gonna... 
Yeah, but I mean, she fills that character. I know that she's a fictional character, but I still feel bad for her. Oh yeah, but they definitely. date even after this. They date for, for a while. Quite oh yeah. A while. Oh yeah. Quite a while. I love the Amber storyline. It's so good. And this Amber's whole... a good character. She's not just a dumb no. I know. Girl. Like she's a good character. She is, and she has one of the best scenes in this volume coming up. She reacts the way that anyone I think would react. Yeah. Didn't Brittany hate Amber? think so she hated her i remember listening <laughs> that she like hated her because she In wanted it so series? bad for eve and him to be together yeah 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 um so yeah uh mark has to go to the principal's office principal winslow uh he says that he understands everything that's going on with your father you're gonna have plenty of time to make up all your tests and all your missed homework and everything like that principal carl winslow mm-hmm. um then at the burger mart uh, mark meets up with william and this other friend does he have a name He's in a lot of this. And then we never see him again. I don't think he has a name. They just needed to get in that demographic. It's like, he was a cool guy. And then all of a sudden they just write him off. Oh, I guess after high school. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he was probably just like a senior year kind of. Yeah. You know. Um, They, like Mark and William apologize back and forth. And they say, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. Everything's fine. Um. This is also when uh, the boss shows up from Burger Mart. And, and Mark is like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. TJ, rereading this, this guy totally reminds me of that boss we had when we worked at Denny's. Tim. Tim. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't work there. And you know But I knew about. him. Yeah. Like, I knew of him. Because of us. Wasn't he this like- guy was a total asshole, and he had a crooked eye, <laughs> and he got it fixed. And then it became crooked again. <laughs> Dude, doesn't it remind you of him? Yeah, he does. Do you guys want to go to Denny's tonight? I haven't been to Denny's in years. And get a buffalo buffalo chicken nothing. Sandwich. I haven't been to Denny's in years either, and nothing from it sounds good. I feel like it's just going to fuck me up. Honestly. My stomach could not be more fucked up than it is right now, so, <laughs> so let's go to Denny's. You're just like, I'm already in. Let's just do it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he uh, William gets in this guy's face, calls him a jerk face. <laughs> Uh, stands up for Mark. Yeah, I think this is kind of coming off of that conversation, too. He feels awkward, and he feels bad for saying what he did about Mark's dad. So he's, like, overcompensating. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. To leave him alone. Yep. Uh, Previously, uh, we found that um, uh, Donald and Cecil didn't think that robots, Guardians of the Globes, have been kind of up to snuff. Uh, So we've got a scene here with them, Donald talking to Robot, saying that... uh, you know, you guys still need some help. Uh, we're bringing on this new kid. His name's Bulletproof. Uh, he was at the auditions, and um, you, you know, he can fly, which you guys don't really have a flyer. He's also nearly as strong as Omni Man, so you know, invulnerable you, you, or and invulnerable as fast as Speedster. Yeah, so he's uh, yeah, he's, now, he's invincible. Mark tried this <laughs> costume on in like the first issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if if you're <laughs> if if you're if you have a quick eye, because I remember not really noticing that I feel like the first time that I read really? Invincible. Yeah. Oh, oh, the first time? Yeah, yeah. probably not. But it kind of makes you feel like bulletproof's all like, yeah, look at look at me, and you're yeah. like, bro, like dude, like come on, that man. that was just sitting on the rack. Yeah, that was just art's, like there. That's kind yeah. of um, art's like I got this of, one right here. Lazy of art though. A little bit. Wait a minute, wasn't this the? Uh, outfit that had the solar discs yeah it was for so are we to assume that some of bulletproof's powers come from the sun maybe Hmm. 
It wouldn't. It wouldn't break anything universe-wise. So, no, so it wouldn't maybe, at all. Uh, maybe he just has a little bit of a that that a little Could bit of a be. Superman thing. Um, <clears throat> I just think of Wolfman. Amanda is yeah. checking him out. The moon. Yep. I think he'll make a fine addition. Fine being the operative. Operative. What does that mean? Like the the keyword. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, the immortal is coming on as a consultant to keep an eye on robot. And man, this is like really in the <clears throat> the time frame in which you're wondering whether or not robot is evil. There's mm-hmm. so many of those panels where he's just kind of have that that yeah. There's that just grin. There's just the like the panel of him like looking by himself, mm-hmm. like after everyone kind of like leaves him alone. That he's just like hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet another funny moment. Uh, Cecil leaves uh, uh, the scene, uh, and he tells Donald that he's, you know, he's got it. He's going to teleport, and Donald's like, "But sir, we should only use the teleporter in cases of extreme emergency. You realize the cost, don't you? You've already used it six times this week." And Cecil's like, "I know, Donald. I know. I think I'm addicted." <laughs> and teleports as out te- as he teleports. It's so good. Mark comes home and he sees uh, Debbie on the floor of the kitchen sobbing and he's like what's wrong what happened she says i i was making dinner for three i didn't realize mm-hmm. and why'd you why'd you drive him away she kind of blames mark in this moment she do we blames know, him for driving him away do we know she's drunk is there a bottle somewhere uh, i would assume drunk. i mean if she's on the floor in the dark crying on the floor in the dark crying i don't remember because she apologizes in the next issue um I don't remember whether or not she said. I mean, she, she heard. She, was she heard the entire conversation. Nothing in there was Mark driving she him away. She says she was drinking. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she said okay. she had been drinking. I'm sorry about what I said. I wish I could take it back. She didn't mean it. She was, you know, clearly, she's distraught. Um, so this is issue 15, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Issue 15. Issue 15. This is the Aquarius issue. Um, Starts out with Monster Girl. Who robot comes up to her and says your your comments towards bulletproof are inappropriate and they need to stop and she kind of freaks out and she says listen like this is I'm, such a good scene what, how old is she 28 years old she's 30 like, I'm a, I'm a, right i thought it was 20 i'm 20 29 i'm 29 year, i'm a 29 year old robot i have feelings and emotions <laughs> a 29, 29 year old woman robot i have feelings and emotions and urges just like any normal adult my appearance is an unfortunate side effect of my superpower, but I can't let it cripple me for life. So she's a child, but she still so, has urges like a 29-year-old this is, woman. Is this when you no find out? To... Oh, no, no. You don't find out. Wait. Yeah, this is when you find out her exact age. Yeah, I was 29. just about to say. She's, Cause you, wasn't she's... she smoking in the tryouts or something? Yes. Okay. I think so. I don't remember her smoking. Or she was, was she she's smoking, smoking in the um in the secret origin of okay thing. So if she was twenty nine, does did she say at what age? Sixteen. Um, it or, happened when she was yeah, sixteen. Yeah, she did. She definitely did. Watch well, I couldn't go to the senior prom because I looked like a fourteen year old. At one point, oh wait, yeah, sixteen. When I was sixteen, my aging process has been rever- yeah, ever since I got these powers when I was sixteen. Yep. So she's the oldest she's ever looked was sixteen. Yeah, and now she's digressing backwards. She looks like a child, and she's 29 years old, and everybody else her own age wouldn't touch her because she's well, yeah, she's a a 30 year old that looks like she's what 12. Yeah, Yeah. at the oldest. 
So when when Robot poked her with a syringe and took a sample of her DNA and he said, I want to see if I can like Man. reverse engineer something and help you out. Did you think it that was he such, was... It's such a, like, not typical, but an easily predictable, like, yeah, this guy's, like, plotting mm-hmm. something. He's getting samples of everybody. Like, and that... he actually did just help her out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was actually just doing it yeah. to help her. Wasn't there... When did... Did it happen yet? Where he yeah. takes some of Rex's? Yeah, he shook Rex's hand and took his... Uh, wait, did that happen already? Maybe it didn't, that didn't happen yet. I don't think it happened no. yet. Wait, did it happen? Why does it sound so familiar? Because we reread this <laughs> series so many times. I feel like we just reread that, though. It's definitely not in this volume. I think it's in the next, because we're getting close to, this, okay. to the point in which... Um, yeah. So the next part is more. what we already talked about when Mark comes, uh, comes down for breakfast and... She made him, uh, Debbie made him breakfast and she apologizes that she's been drinking and that she didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to go to Chicago to do some paperwork. Um, Mark goes to school, sees Amber again, immediately has to stand her up and run away because of the pager. And she's like, she's and just the way he runs away, just the way he like runs away. And she's like, what does he need a beeper for? Mm-hmm. Just that whole arc. The whole Amber arc of her, like, she doesn't just immediately turn, like, what is with it? Like, she goes from, like, kind of, like, oh, haha, ha, what does he need a beeper for? To, like, I think something's wrong with him. To just flat out angry with him in this trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he was getting called away by Cecil. They've got a situation. The, um, uh, Aquarius. What, is he, what does he King call them? Aquarius. I always think I... Uh, yeah i forgot what he calls it is it the it's not the like aquarians right is it the aquarians i just thought isn't it isn't it atlantis doesn't he just call them atlantan atlanteans Atlanteans? maybe uh well anyways the fish people have uh uh have this law in place that whoever kills the king has to marry the queen and so, since Omni Man is nowhere to be found, they demand um, that, that their next of kin, that the next of kin, who is Mark, has to go along. Cecil's like, "Hey, listen, it's you know we're gonna we've got this top notch legal team here. They're gonna figure this out. We'll find a loophole. We'll have you out in there in a day tops. There's no way they'll get a wedding done in time. And uh, and I need you to just go along with this because you know they control all the ocean. You know yeah. we can't really have them on our bad side." And so Mark's like, yeah, sure, whatever. What could have hurt? And Cecil's like, get to work. We need to get him out of there as soon as possible. I'm sure that boy is scared to death right now. Wow, this is so cool. Yeah, the next page. <laughs> full panel of him in... Is it Atlantis? Aquarius. Is it Aquarius? I don't know. It's been mentioned I, I before. should know. Oh, it was... You know what? It says, meanwhile, in... Aqu- Aquarius is the name <laughs> of the king. Right, but the one issue that member. Meanwhile in Atlantis. Was it? I think I feel like it was Meanwhile in Atlantis. It was just the one page of him sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is Debbie talking with uh, uh, someone in Chicago all about the um, <clears throat> the royalties for her Nolan's books, uh, and Super Patriot shows up outside the door. The window. Uh, oh, the window. Sorry. Um, this is another Image Comics character. Uh, Robert Kirkman and Cory Walker actually did uh, a run of him. That's Super Patriot? Yep. Yep. Hmm. And um, Claire, his wife, uh, Debbie uh, gets talking with her. Uh, then back to uh, 
Atlantis is what we're going to call it for well, the sake of... Back to, Super Patriot showed up because they were making dinner plans because Super Patriot is Claire's husband. Oh, I didn't make that clear. You're right. Yeah. And then Debbie and her keep talking. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to either we Atlantis a, or Aquarius or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. We get a, a, a funny Star Wars joke um, because the, the force field underwater. Mark says, hey, they had one of these in that crappy Star Wars flick. Mm-hmm. And the fish guy is like, yes, we know. From episode one, the Gungans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, Mark meets uh, the queen. What is her name? Does she have her name? Your Royal Majesty. I mean, we know his name is Lethen. Lethen? Lethen? Uh, but the, simmer- the ceremonies today. Yep, the ceremonies today. Shocking. Uh, Debbie wants to talk to Claire some more. Uh, Mark finds out that Lethen, Lethen, uh, well, Debbie wants to talk to Claire because she she found out that, you know, Claire actually is a part of the superhero community mm-hmm. that her she's married to a to a superhero, so she can talk to Claire without with her having more She'd of an under, understanding she, than anybody else. Because she has no one else to talk to other than Art. Um, Mark puts on the dress, has a really funny conversation with Cecil, um, and. Uh, <laughs> I gotta we gotta do this one Bill Bill you read uh, no where is it I want yeah no where is this did you turn okay Bill you read Mark okay okay I'll be Cecil okay hey what's the word you getting me out of here you're still there I thought for sure our legal team would have figured something out and contacted you by now no I'm still here is anyone around no Lethen, the vizier, was helping me with my dress, but then he got upset and left. It was pretty crazy. Well, don't worry. I'm sure we'll have this taken care of well before the ceremony. When is that exactly? Today. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. In about six hours, I lose my virginity to a fish. Good lord. You're a virgin? (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a funny scene between the two of them. Like, I can just hear it in my head. Dude, I was, just turned was helping, was helping me with my dress, uh-huh. and I got upset and left. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Pretty funny. Um, let's see. We've got the Mauler twins. Uh, Robin shit. Immortal stops them. So what do you think that they're robbing? Because it looks pretty... They say, well, they say that it's to, um, uh, to figure out which one is the original and which oh, one is yeah, the clone. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um... And then this is when Debbie reveals to Claire that Omni-Man is her husband. Claire's shocked, obviously, but understanding and is, you know, it's a good scene. It's great to have that Debbie has someone to confide in like that. Um, Mark and uh, Lethen can, you know, have their plan to uh, make Lethen the, the hero. The hero yep. so that he During can this marry. battle. Because, oh, yeah, because they, they need to um, was it copulate. What, no, what is it called? Um. Shit! What's the word? Name. Um. Copulate. Co- co- that sounds. Yeah, right. it's copulate. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. It is copulate. Uh, the 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 marriage in front of everybody. Um. And so, uh, yeah. The moment is upon us, people of Atlantis. It is Atlantis. Boom. All right. Good. I'm not gonna say that she's not an she's she's not an ugly fish person. In this panel, she's in, like, a bathing suit. You're right. You are not going to say that she's not Wait. an ugly fish person. <laughs> you were right. I'm just repeating it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Mark helps Lethen uh, fight back. He gets to the queen, and that's how we get the new king of Atlantis, and Mark gets to go free. Um, and doesn't it turn out that he actually has superpowers? Lethen? Yeah. No. Yeah, it does. I think he's normal. No. There, there's where he didn't realize that he actually had superpowers. I feel like, I feel like this is in Guarding the Globe where they go down there, mm. and he's like fighting. Um, what's the guy mm-hmm. that was going through? Octobus. No, not Octobus. Really? It was the other guy. We'll have to look that it up after. That was leading it, leading all of it. Yeah, I forgot. And he was like, "Oh, I actually do have superpowers." Remember, he was like, "No, am I making this up?" Are you thinking of, I think, wasn't it Shapesmith pretending to be him? Oh, maybe it was. It was, it was Shapesmith. It was you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, that was funny. That was you're a good right. part. That, that was, was a really good, good part. Because um, we were confused. We're like, right. wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So Leth, Leth, Lethen and, and the girl do it. Yep. And uh, Marcos picks up Debbie from the rooftop after her conversation with Claire. Um, and the final page of this issue is William and Eve laying on their bed and, uh, just, he, he, he says, what, uh, how did you find out that Mark was, uh, invincible? And she's like, you, I, I met him when we were in costume and he's like, in costume. And he's, and she, he never realized she was Adam Eve and they had been dating. Oh yeah. Yeah. So of course that means she has to take him flying. And then she says, this is so gay. Yeah. To go along with the theme. Uh, so This is the free comic book day issue. And it says in the volume, it says FCBD. Mm-hmm. And in it's... The, in the uh, hard... In the... Yeah. Jeez, we have th- fucking three different versions. We have trade paperback, hardcover, <laughs> and compendium right here. The trade paperback calls it chapter three. The hardcover calls it the FCBD. And then the compendium... Image, image comic, comic summer, summer special. special. There you go. And the cover is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the artist of Witchblade or uh, the the right. Well, that says McFarlane. It's not McFarlane. I think it. it I think it looks a oh, lot wait. like McFarlane. Is it in the beginning of this book? Yeah, it would be. Actually, you know what? Maybe it is McFarlane. Hmm. It Did doesn't he say do... in the beginning here. It looks like McFarlane. Mm-hmm. It might be. All right, so TJ, this is this the free issue, comic book day one. It starts with Cecil at his command desk, ordering Mark to uh, uh, attack uh, Furnace. Really fun scene, him fighting Furnace and Furnace just kind of being like, you know, whatever, you know, like talking like a villain, and Mark making fun of him for it, and um, Mark destroys his suit and. The guy inside of it, who's just kind of like made of magma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good subtle impression it, it, of Doctor Evil. It would have just kept going. It was too. a you know just guy made of magma and uh, <laughs> like, you know, Mark magma. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, he beats him up, flies away. Mark flies into the the school. Um, the principal kind of gives him a little bit of a hard time, saying, "Hey, you know." I understand that you've been having a hard time, but you really, you know, you really need to start paying attention and not wandering the halls. And, you know, I know that William Clockwell of yours is a friend, but, you know, he's uh, not a good influence and blah, blah, blah. Ever since your dad died in that car crash and you see Mark say, yeah, car crash. And there's like 
you know, flashes of his dad beating the shit out of him during the fight. Um, he talks to Amber for a second. She wants to hang out. Mark kind of says, no, I really can't. Again, kind of walks away and mm -hmm. another reason to keep her And this ends confused. pretty sadly. I mean, it's just him talking to his mother again about how things aren't really ever going to go back to the way they were. Um, it is kind of a depressing issue. It is. And an important issue. Well, well, no, none of this... You could have I mean, not read this and it wouldn't have mattered. It yeah. just kind of drives home the points that are already right. out there. You know? It's interesting to think, though, that a lot of people probably saw that as their first... Um, Invincible? Yeah, because this was a free comic book day type thing. That's it, It's meant to be an introduction, which is why it showed things like Nolan beating him up and everything like that. It has a little bit of that exposition. All right, so <clears throat> issue 16. 16. Uh, this cover is, I believe, the... Mike Waringo? Waringo? Mike Waringo. I like this, too, because they I, they look younger. They look really young, mm -hmm. which is ironic. The yeah. other one, they looked older. Um, such a cool issue. Cool, oh, cool. cool start. Yeah, so it's, so it's in an alternate reality that you don't know that it is yet. It's Mark hovering in what looks like New York City, right? Times yeah. Square. Times Square. Do you see the brand of, it says Sumsan? Oh, yeah, Sumsang. Instead of Samsung. And then there's Himshis. Is that Hershey's? Where? Where do you see that? Himshis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prudential. What could that be? Prudential. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is our, is this our introduction to this Angstrom? This is. This is the first appearance of Angstrom Levy. This is an alternate dimension in which... Um, Mark uh, joined Nolan and we're taking over. And, uh, yeah. Angstrom goes down into his little secret lab. Um, there's one thing that is brought up that I always forget about. Uh, he goes down and he's talking to this dimension's immortal and robot. And it's, it's talked about a couple times that Angstrom is like extremely intelligent like robot levels of smart yeah we never bring that up in my opinion i feel like it's always like he has his portals and he has knowledge of all the different dimensions but like this is an angstrom that hasn't gotten all those minds put into his head yet and he's he's extremely intelligent like robot level intelligent none of none of the other the only reason why the other Angstroms have that technology is because the one Angstrom is. This the is one the only Angstrom that can. That has that power. That has the power to go through dimensions. No. Yes. Mm -hmm. No. Yes. No, the Angstrom that has the power to go through dimensions grabs oh, him yeah, before you're right, he you're dies. Right, you're oh, right. yeah. Yes. I'm, the Angstrom that we know is the only one that has mm -hmm. that. Yes. Mm -hmm. right. This Angstrom is just a random Angstrom yeah. that it's is smart. extremely smart. Right. So is it safe to assume that all Angstroms across all dimensions? are really smart, which is why they all know a lot about their dimension. I would say so. And then our Angstrom that we know and love is the one that he's still smart, but he also has the ability to go through dimensions. Well, he yeah. But on top of that, he also gains all the knowledge of all, all the, the other super dimensions smart as it is. Yeah. He's crazy smart. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that I never really think about that often. He's, I think he's smart, like, when it comes to, like, technology and stuff. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's smart when it comes to, like, strategic stuff and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we... I don't know. 
I don't think that they need to talk about how smart he is. I mean, obviously he's a scientist and everything he does, like the the orbs that he makes, things like that, like you never question it well, because they, he's they, he's that smart. Well, and yeah. they, they even talk. So there's some fun little things in here. So they're in this lab. Uh, Omni-Man and Invincible dive through the ceiling and mm-hmm. then Omni-Man... Because he was followed. Or, or, yep. Immortal says, uh, you said you weren't followed. Invincible... You should, Ryan, look up, you should look up more often. Oh, hey, people, hardly, people hardly look up. Uh, Omni-Man <coughs> kills Immortal, breaks Robot into pieces. I love that. And a then, lesson for your next life. And he right. just claps. He yeah. just claps his head, and his brain goes out the top. And then he says, and now for you, Angstrom Levy, the brains of the outfit. Mm-hmm. So even more so than Robot. Well, Robot is the one that says on the previous page that Angstrom possesses intellect nearly as substantial as my own. So, I mean, yeah, he is really smart. He is the one that's... But, yeah, no, TJ's right, though. I mean, he is... It, it's almost like... it wouldn't. It, it's not like it changes anything. You know what I mean? He still mm-hmm. uses his intellect. But, yeah, it's just cool to think about. Um, and before uh, they can kill him, uh, the Angstrom of our dimension pulls him through a portal. To our dimension right to like yep. the normal which at first he doesn't think it is because it's an alien invasion that's going on right but then which he realizes know. that it is and uh we get some uh fight scenes while they're fighting the aliens this of course is sunspot Sun, uh yeah solar Sun, solar Sun, flare that kind of name yeah it's, he's one uh, of those names this is from brit yep so this is the brit tie-in without ever knowing they give nothing they don't mm-hmm. give the little blurb that says find out in brit yeah issue blah 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 like you would have never known which is the point which is what's so cool about it, is they say like oh someone else must have did it all right yeah but it's like i, I couldn't imagine reading this we did and not, i remember it live. driving me crazy we read this live well not live but when we read it right we didn't read Brit. We, we hadn't read Brit. Hey, what's until... that up there? So it was just like reading Do you see live. that? It's gone now. It was moving really fast. And then that's it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And Who they was say, that? They, they say uh, they're retreating. You guys sound disappointed. Someone else must have beaten them. It's all over. It's done. And we didn't stop them. Eve's like, has this ever happened before? Immortal's like, not in my day. Looking at R- Robot. And Robot does his scary, creepy, scary yeah. face. Well, that's uh, for foreshadowing of what's coming, too. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the next page, Donald's getting all bandaged up mm-hmm. because he gets fucked up he in the fight. He gets fucked up in the fight, yeah. In that Brit. we see in Brit. Which we talked about. I remember we talked about yeah. that in the Brit. Because we, we pulled this. this and we're like, oh yeah, that makes sense that he's all messed up. Mm-hmm. Oh look, it's his friend. The friend made it come back. Who? The, the, the uh, black friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Actually, my mom called the principal Winslow. Because the school's all destroyed. Yep, school's from... destroyed. I love how uh, he goes in to steal some paper, <laughs> the friend. William goes to grab his uh, CD player. It doesn't say his name, though. No, I don't think it ever says his name. I don't know. Um, they're going to get, like, a whole month off of school. Uh, Cecil fires Robot. Says that um, effective immediately... Um, uh, Immortal is the leader of the team. You can still stay on if you want. Uh, Robot agrees to stay. But the fact that it's like three panels of the same oh, one yeah. is very ominous. And I, it, it just made me, when I read this, I'm like, 90 issues from now, Rob, <laughs> or Robot ro- kills Cecil. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
and is fit to lead the world. But now that, but you're right. It's almost yeah. That is that's interesting to think about. It's just, it's just funny to think that Cecil pissed off Robot in that moment, and I'm like, I mean, that's obviously not no a direct yeah, thing. No, but it's it's not. it's funny to think that like back then we were looking at this all ominous, like, oh man, he's bad. He's gonna yeah. maybe he'll kill Cecil, and it's like, oh no, no, he's good forever. And then something clicks yeah. after thousands or whatever hundreds of years in the Flaxon dimension. And then he kills Cecil for unrelated reasons. Like, yeah. it's like ultimately, what you were thinking did kind of come back around. Yep. Yeah. This is like the funniest thing that happens in this. So the next page is the Pentagon slightly destroyed, not really. But Demon. Damien. 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 Dark Blood. Yeah. Walks up and he's like, uh, the the receptionist says, "What can I do for you?" He's like, "I'm here to see Cecil. He's not expecting me, but I promise." Who want to hear what I have to say? And he's like, "Tell him I have leads on the guardi- Guardians of the Globe murder case. I'm close to finding out who did it." And the woman just pulls her glasses down. She's like, "Everyone knows it's Omni Man. Like, aren't you watching the news?" And, and laughs that's at it. him. Nothing comes of that. Yep. It's just to show that this guy was still out there looking. Man. Um, Eve and Mark are um, uh, helping up clean up. They have a conversation about William being. Um, Okay, kind of weird. The things she likes about him are also the kind of things she hates. He's kind of childish, but at the same time kind of cute. He also kind of freaked out on her when um, when she called him Will on, by accident. And she and Will, William asked mm-hmm. if I want to be called Samantha or Sam, and I didn't care. Like, yeah. But Titan shows up. Um, he's basically, you know, robbing a jewelry store. Um, Mark attacks him. Beats him up a little bit, and um, Titan agrees to help out instead. Well, I mean, he he punches him, and he says, he's like, fine, I'll help you. And then Marco's actually, like, kind of surprised oh. by it, and he's like, oh, okay, I, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but little do you know, it's because he's a good guy. He's just working for a bad guy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not, I mean, he's not working for a bad guy. He, he wants to well, be. Well, yeah, he's working under Machine Head. Yeah. Yeah, but he wants Against to. Against his will. Yeah. But he's ultimately not a good guy because he wants to overthrow Machine Head and be a bad guy. Yeah. But yeah, he he's yeah he knows he's not gonna stand a fight against Mark, so he's like, fine, I'll help. Um, Angstrom, our Angstrom in- introduces that other Angstrom to all the Angstroms. All the Angstroms. Uh, issue seventeen. Mark and uh, Amber are leaving a movie theater. I like this conversation a lot. Because um, it it basically goes, Mark says, I liked it. She's like, I thought it was okay. She says, oh, when are they going to get done with this uh, um, uh, construction? It's been forever. Mark says, yeah, it's going to take a while. They did a lot of damage. What do you mean it was okay? The movie was great. She says, it had good character development, but the story, I mean, the ending was awful. My car is parked over here. They talk about going to get shakes. He says, please, not Burger Mart. Like, we can't go there. And he's like, okay, fine. Well, let's go here. Let's go to the Shake, shake Deluxe. And then it just ends. Like, you really thought the ending sucked? It's like, I really liked how it felt like mm-hmm. it was a really good... The writing is so good. Yeah, normal like, conversation. Yes, yeah. like you walk out of a movie. It's like, yeah, it was okay. Uh, uh, where'd, where'd you park? You want to go over there? Are we stopping at, at your mom's house on the way home? Do we have to go there? You really didn't like the ending of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good. I like I liked the way they um, that Kirkman wrote that. Um, Mark makes a joke about, uh, growing a mustache and that he shaves 
um, he shaves, otherwise he could have a pretty smoking mustache. Haha. -ha. Um... The notable thing that happens here is Angstrom <clears throat> then goes and breaks out the Mahler twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark and Amber have just a, a little date. And they kiss thing. and yeah, stuff, and then that's it. Uh, Angstrom breaks out the Mahler twins. Um, he threatens to leave them. He, we get a little bit more information about how his powers work. Um, he's not teleporting. He's just moving through dimensions. He has to stay in the same place. Um, Wait a minute. Hmm. Good. Turn the page. There he that is. That's the teacher. Yeah. Like there I said, is. a really small part. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I'm sure you're all pleased to punch back into school and finish two weeks. It's a small matter. Yeah. An exam, alien invasion. He's so just saying, screw it. We're uh, we're just gonna watch movies. Uh, we're, you're gonna watch Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Yeah. Write down for. Oh yeah. Okay. All That's right. all. That's the only other time you see him. So he was like a history teacher. <clears throat> That's a pretty cute interaction between Mark right? and Amber. They're staying there. He just leans back and says, I had a really good time last night. She said, me too. And then he smiles all dumb. Stupid. Remember being in high remember school? Being in high school? I remember being in high school and not having any friends and no one liked me. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's see. Ooh. Turn turn the page. He talks to Dab and Williams wearing they a talk about stuff. And... What's this? Oh, uh, Yeah. She's got um, liquor bottles in the trash can. Mark gives her a hard time about drinking. Um, and then he gets called Capes. away. Capes Incorporated. Yep. This is actually a... Um, scene. A, like, not an exact scene, but we know these characters. All of them. No, this happens in Capes, doesn't it? No, it's close. So, the guy... There's this big roided out... He's like, like a hawking, cancer... What is he yes, called? Yeah. Like, something? Um, shoot. I forgot his name. You know what? We actually get it's more... It's Thomas Winters, but he had a different name, too. Yeah. They called him something. But anyways, he, uh, his girlfriend or his wife or whatever uh, <clears throat> took a serum that turned her Im immortal, and she would live forever. And then he wanted to live forever with her, with her, so he took the serum, and instead it turned him into this hulking, gross mess. Something went wrong with mess. it. Yeah. And so he's a villain. That's it. Then there's the guy, uh, Commander Capitalism, uh, the guy in the red, white, and blue, who basically hooks up with her, Holly. He starts dating her in capes in that mm -hmm. uh, in that book and um, fights this guy, and that's it. So it's just showing that that fight is still going on. He broke out, tried fighting him again. Um, yeah. So Invincible grabs him and flies him up to space where he can't breathe, and that's mm -hmm. how he stops him. It's funny, it's funny how this worked that we're doing this reread after we finished all the series. Because, mm -hmm. like, Bill, you're seeing this again. Yeah. You're reading it in order as though you had read all the tie-ins for the first time. But, yeah. And there's Holly and the creepy commander capitalism who's super excited to have a supermodel that will uh, never age a day. Hmm. And uh, Mark makes it just in time for his graduation Walks across the stage, gets his diploma. There's the joke that his middle name is Sebastian. Throws his cap into the air, and it goes too far. Wonder if we'll see that cap again. We do! <gasps> hey, what? Oh, what? That brings us to issue 18. This is a long This, this is, is a long, long one. one. Yep, we got two more issues. Um, this is one of the best scenes in this uh, trade. Um, Mark, while Mark is off saving, uh, saving people, uh, there's a scene with 
Eve, William, and Amber at the Bergamart. And she she has to have a serious discussion with Eve. She and thinks William. that that Mark is dealing drugs because he has a beeper and he's always running off. Mm-hmm. Never and has time for her. She she mentions that he's gotten jacked <laughs> and the black eye that he had. He's like, he's dealing drugs. And then they laugh hysterically yeah. at her. Yep. Um, Mark, and Mark, sure enough, shows up for like a few seconds, gets a gets a beep, and says he has to run to help his mom. And she like, takes off, and then Amber again is like, come on. She's like, did I imagine that? Seriously? And yeah. they still, and they're still kind of like giggling about it. Mm-hmm. Man, this is so like lighthearted, invincible. Mm-hmm. This is like yeah. this is Spider Man. Yep. Like this is the feel good era. Uh, so Mark shows up to c- talks to Cecil. Cecil says, "Hey, I need you to uh, uh, follow this uh, spaceship. It's going up to Mars. The astronauts are going there. I just need you to keep an eye on them. Um, I don't want them to see you. Um, just." Basically, you know, in case anything goes wrong, I just need you there. Mark's like, sure. When do we leave? How soon? Turn the page, and it's the ship, uh, the um, NASA ship taking off. I love the guy in the bottom looking in the wrong direction. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. Well, on the way, uh, Cecil says, just so you know, the the Martians, we know about them because of... um, Martian man, Martian man's involvement with the Guardians of the Globe. They're not uh, a very friendly species, uh, but they're subterranean, so you shouldn't really have to worry about them too much. <clears throat> um, Angstrom tells the Maulers that uh, why I need you is I need you to put all of their consciousness into my brain. That's it right there. So he has an understanding of all of their dimensions. Yep. Uh, we see Titan talking to Machine Head and uh, his little assistant lackey Isotope. Uh, Machine Head is kind of like a kingpin in New York City. He's not thrilled with um, Titan's performance lately. I like Mark eating the uh, again lightheartedness sandwich. It's always everything with with Mark. There there hasn't really been anything that's been too traumatic, traumatic or deep. Yeah, or it's and just been very playful. Other than like up to this point. Other than Nolan and Debbie's reaction to Nolan, everything's mm-hmm. been pretty lighthearted. Yeah, it has been. Yep. Him and Amber getting along and like. Like imagine, a imagine what Seth Rogen has to deal with. Like, what genre is this movie going to be? Yeah, I think a lot of this is ne- we're not going to see in the movie. Well, are you yeah. sure? Yeah, we're not going to see all this in the movie. All the lighthearted, like Spider-Man era type kind of stuff. No, where it's just a little bit more. I do. That defines Invincible. Like, de- Invincible is defined by its I think all that humor. happens before... Well, I don't think so. Yeah, by its humor, for sure. We're going to see humor in the movie. But we're not going to see, like, those little conversations that we talked about, like, them coming out of the movie theater and, like, the lightheartedness like well, that. Well, that's just normal. It's, it's, it's uh, like... It's like Invincible, Invincible is defined by its blood and gore and fight scenes. You know what I mean? And it's, it's surprise factor in the, but in up the to story. This point, but not, it's not the lightheartedness. It's, yeah. it's not what I would... That's not what I think of when I think of Invincible. Hmm. Hmm. So they land on Mars, the astronauts. Mm-hmm. They argue about uh, who got to land on the moon first. And uh, one of the astronauts is pissed because it's like, nobody ever remembers the guy who walked on the moon third. He was the third guy to walk on the moon. Um, 
and uh, one of the astronauts sees the reflection of somebody standing on top of the uh, shuttle and freaks out because Mark is there watching mm-hmm. over them. Uh, <laughs> one of the Martians shows up. Hypnotizes them. Mm-hmm. Makes them go inside. Yep. Mark goes after them. They're on Mars. Not, not, not on the moon. Yeah. Yeah, I talked because they were talking about the moon. Mm. The astronauts were. Yeah. Um, the sequids kind of jump out at Mark. This is where we find out a little bit more about the sequids and how they're a slave race. Uh, the sequids crash landed on Mars and all their hosts were killed in the crash. And since the Martians are shapeshifters, um, uh, they weren't able to... The sequids can't attach to them. They can't attach to them, yeah. yeah. So they've been breeding the sequids to become stronger, which is a key thing that, you know, it's mm-hmm. good to remember. So and they're the everywhere. Are super they're super strong. All, and they're just all over the place. Yep. Like like rats. I like how the um, Mark asks, wait a minute, are you guys speaking English? And the Martians are like, what? no, what's English? Hmm. What? Wait. Yeah. There's, they are speaking English, but they don't know that it's English. They're speaking oh, the same okay. language, but they don't call it English. It's just a, a joke. At, it's kind of poking fun at the fact of like everybody conveniently speaks the same language. That's funny. Um, Mark goes to see the monarch. He tells him the whole story about the sequids and um, tells him that the uh, the uh, astronauts have to be executed because if just one sequid got on a human, uh, they would... Uh, all be one hive mind and mm-hmm. revolt basically and that they're going to be executed mark uh, you turn the page uh and mark is just yelling run run as fast as you can and they're all fleeing uh he broke uh, the astronauts out and um he kind of holds back the martians while the astronauts load the uh shuttle and takes off <clears throat> and then you get a repeat panel of them cool in the uh in the ship and the guy in the middle Russ Livingston is looking to his left looking to his right and just kind of smiles and you don't know why until you turn the last page and see the real Russ Livingston is still on Mars mm-hmm. and he's looking to his left and right because he's getting the finer details of the costume correct is he? Yeah. he's changing he's, he's fixing the costume because look at how it starts it doesn't match and he's matching it you even see all the things though. oh yeah oh yeah I fucking love him isn't that crazy? Yeah. God. It's so good. And I love that page of Russ standing there, staring out at like the, the, the sun or whatever, covered in sequins. All right, final issue. Issue 19. Issue 19. Russ Livingston. Uh, well, the Martian. Um, we could just call Shapesmith. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to be Shapesmith. Yeah. Shapesniff, Shapesniff uh, shows up to his house. Uh, finally gets to not look like Russ and uh, then we see William uh, and Eve they're at William's house she slept on the couch William's uh, parents are away on vacation he says you know you could have just slept in the bed with me she gives him a look Uh, it's a little awkward and Eve says you're a fun guy to be around but I want to break up so I think it's safe to say they didn't didn't get too close Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um this next page is Mark showing up from um, the Mars trip. And I had to go back and look because I was curious because there's a picture that and she took missing. off the wall. Yeah, what is it? And I went back. I was like, is it, it wasn't a, a picture. Photo? I thought it was going to be a family photo, but it's not. It's just like a boat crashing on some waves. Oh. Maybe he. Maybe it was his. 
maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It reminded her of him. But there's bottles all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, Mark goes to meet Amber for dinner, and uh, he gets called away. And uh, after she, like, this conversation is pretty, like, like, she kind of calls him out on the fact that you're always late, um, uh, you're not punctual, something's taking up a lot of your time, something you won't tell me about, and um, then he gets the call on his beeper and has to run, and she's yelling at him. She's like, Mark, where are you really going as he's leaving? Uh, Mark was called away because Titan is destroying demolished buildings like buildings that are already set to be demolished he's basically trying to get someone's attention so when mark shows up he's like oh good thank god you're here um listen i want you to help me take down machine head and uh, i thought it was cool during this conversation that he has with mark he talks about how um about a year ago i got fed up with him i got him alone in the park in new york and beat him near to death a capes crew intervened stopped me from killing him since then, mm. he's rarely without bodyguards. First issue of Capes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You see him fighting Machine Head yep. in, uh, in the park. Um, so Mark agrees. Cecil was listening in. Um, Titan says he's got to put on a new shell of rocks. Uh, we get the funny joke about him armpitting him, yep. carrying him under the armpits. Uh, and they crash into the Machine Head's penthouse. And we recently talked about this scene on our Battle Beast um, episode, but it's still an awesome scene. Um, Machine Head has his his posse of uh, henchmen, Machine uh, uh, Battle Beast, Magnatac, Kursk, Furnace, Magmaniac, and Tether Tyrant. Tether Tyrant. Now we know uh, Kursk is the we've seen him before. He is the arch nemesis to Red Rush. Um, this is the first we've seen of Magnatac, Furnace was the guy we in the free, the free comic, comic book, book day. Yeah. And he actually yells at Mark during this fight, saying, like, do you know how expensive that was to, to repair? Uh, and then um, Magmaniac and Tether Tyrant, we see a lot of them later on in the series. So, yeah, they fight. There's banter. It's cool. Magmaniac sizzles through the floor. Yeah, he immediately just melts yeah, through the like floor. He, he powers mm. up and sizzles through the floor. That's Another funny. really funny scene with um, Furnace is um, he's yelling at, at Mark about how much it costs to rebuild it, and Mark's just like, you can't burn me, you know. And then, like, you see something <laughs> happen, and then it comes back to him, and he's like, I'll teach you to mess with Furnace, and he's like, still doesn't hurt. It's just the same panel reused. Um, but ultimately, Battle Beast just destroys, just destroys everybody. Magmaniac and Kursk are actually still standing, too, at the end. Um, and the Guardians but, show up. Yep, Guardians show up. Uh, Isotope takes off. Uh, leaves uh, Machine Head. Uh, Battle Beast. Uh, <laughs> Shrinking Ray. It looks like he goes through. Meg. Uh, um, what's his name? Magmaniac. No, that's the Magnet furnace? guy. That's not Furnace. Oh, shit. That is him. That's not Magmaniac. That's Magma- yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, because he's. He says, oh no, because he's finally coming up through the oh, hole yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. everyone right. beat. <clears throat> so yeah, he goes through <clears throat> Magmaniac's mouth and out his ear. Um. But yeah, Guardians stop everybody except Bulletproof. Uh, I'm sorry, except um, Battle Beast. Battle Beast who royally fucks up... Uh, uh, Bulletproof and um, Samson. Black Samson. Yep. And then... Holding them by the heads. And then goes through a portal and leaves. He's pissed off because he said that... the only. I mean, 
and we had this question before of why he would team up with someone like Metalhead, and it's because he was Machine from Head. or Machine Head. It was it was because he was promised a you fight. know good fights and you know people that could actually stand against him, and mm-hmm. he was pissed off because he felt like he was gypped. So yep. he's like, this was way too easy. I'm pretty much done with this dimension. He, he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, Machine Head gets captured. Um, Mark goes back to his house, and Eve is there. She says that her and William broke up, and she'd really like to talk to him. It's important. I don't remember where that goes. I don't remember where that goes either, because they're obviously, they don't... That doesn't go... Oh, I know where it goes. She leaves. This oh, is her to go to saying Africa. that she's going to go yeah, to Africa, isn't yeah. it? Well, this issue, and this final issue that we're going to talk about, ends with uh, Isotope um, reappearing, and uh, you find out that Titan was behind it all along. That he uh, he orchestrated the whole thing, and uh, he just wanted to take over for Machine Head. So that does it. That is a uh, that is definitely like we talked about. That is kind of super lighthearted, lighthearted, a yeah. little bit more fun, more world building stuff. Um, and next volume, uh, volume five, is uh, Africa, right? Uh huh. I'm excited for that. More Amber, more Africa stuff. Even Mark. Finally, even is it, Mark. Is it, in uh, it might be in the next one. I don't think it is. You know what? I don't think it is in Africa. You're right. I don't think it is in Africa. Africa yet. No, we still have a couple of volumes. We, yeah. Oh shit. At least we get a lot of dark. A lot more world building because this is all hardcover volume two, which I know is always just a ton of random stories. A lot of cool robot stuff in the next Alan, one. There's Alan stuff in here too. Cool. No, you know what? We did already see. Wait, okay, robot. That's after he takes it, I think, isn't it? No, it's no, this. Yeah, it's coming up. We had to have seen him before. Him take the blood from Rex. Yeah, hmm. and then and then give it to. We've we've seen. What's his name? Who? Robot's real name. Rudy. 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 We we've haven't seen, seen Rudy. We've yet. seen Rudy before. Seen you he was just in the next flipping one. Through. Was no, the first time you see him? That's the second time we see him. No. Yes, the first time is him kneeling down and going that like this. It? That no, was it. No, it's not. That's in the next. Yes, it is. You guys are no. We see him before. Give I'll, me. Give I'll me bet. Play. I'll bet money. Want you want money? money? You want to bet some money? Well, you never pay one. up your. You never pay up your your bets. You're right. I don't, and I never will. You owe me like five pizzas. Because I'm never wrong. Slipping through. I got the hiccups. Through. Which issue is it? You're not even close, Bill. No, I am close. No, you're not I'm close. I'm so close to winning. TJ, have you seen any movies lately? Um, I did. What'd, What'd you, you see? see? Um. Oops. I don't know. I did end up seeing the Meg. Oh really? Oh, I watched that the other night. The yeah, scene? I rented it the same down. night. Reaching out? No, but it's he. He gives him the. He opens his hand up. No, that's after this. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, why it would is. This, why would this reveal of who Rudy is? This is such a huge reveal. Look at look at a full spl- splash page. Why are they revealing it like that? It's okay if you guys are wrong. It really is. Sorry. Um, was Meg good? Yes, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good too. Hmm. It had it had a couple parts. I loved watching it again. Like it's always better with Riker. I have caught up on a bunch of stuff. I caught up on Orange Is the New Black. David, did you really? Da- oh no, wait, that's not him. No, that's not him. Sorry. Okay. Uh, did you you finished Orange Is the New Black? You all caught up? Yeah, I'm caught up on it. Did it was you, good. It was okay, right? I liked good. where it ended. I'm like, yeah, okay. I liked where it I'm ended. I'm glad that the next season's the last season. That's. That's a good way to just... Yeah. There were a lot of things I didn't really, like, understand about... That they never really explained about um, 
the two main people Shit. that were the two you main women right. that were running both sections. Uh-huh. Uh, they never explained why they hated the other old woman that we've known since the beginning. Oh, the main yeah. character. They never yeah. explained why they hated her. Yeah. All and the, why they teamed up to get her. Yeah. That that was a huge And a lot of the new guards hole. and stuff like that, I didn't really like yeah. all that. And the, 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 their whole betting thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you watch Castlevania yet? No. The show? You really should. I finally watched that, and that was awesome. You watched season two, right? Yeah, one and two. You watched one and two? Yep. I finally caught up on Final Space. Oh, my God. Dude. Isn't it really good? Fucking so yeah. good. Like you yeah. finished it then, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you did you I, rewatch it? Did you start it from the beginning so you could get like the whole like, yeah. feel of it again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wa- I watched episodes one through seven live um, on TV, and we talked about that on the podcast before, but it got away from me. And um, yeah, it's it really is like fucking awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing I can't show. Wait, wait it's for so the smart. Next, for it's the just next smart. Like people like people compare it to, and I don't know why, because I don't think it compares at all to Rick and Morty. No, Rick, it doesn't. I yeah, I it's, it's, uh, Rick and Morty does have those scenes where it's like very emotional, and but Final Space has uh, um, that ongoing emotional yeah, story. Yeah. Oh, damn it, you're right. Okay, I just found it. Yeah. It's in volume... That's the page we were showing. Oh, no, no, he does kneel down at the end. See, yeah, that's kneel, way later. He kneels down he and, and opens his hand and gives... Yeah, so that is much later. Right. Um, TJ, you got a switch. That's I'm so 20, excited it's to sorry. play Smash. Yeah. And Devin wants to play Smash with us. And any listeners that want to play Smash with us, reach out. Smash was really the reason why I got it. Because the Switch Switch has been out for a long time. There's There really is no games for there's it. There's so it's, many games for what it. What are you no, talking there's about? There's no games There's for a shit ton of games on it. There really isn't. You just don't like games. Like, there's, there's, there's games that I could... The games that are worth playing on Switch are um, not exclusive and I can play on PS4. Opposite. You know what I mean? Like... I think that Mario Odyssey was another reason why I got it, so I got Mario Odyssey. And then there's games like Mario Party, which is cool to like play with you guys, but it's the same thing as like playing Jack with you guys. Like it's it's like still Jackbox. yeah, it's like the same. Yeah, you don't you, you know don't what I mean? play like, it alone. Like, but but I think Mario Party, Mario Rabbids, Mario Kart, those are all Mario games that you could play alone and are still really fun. I mean, then there's Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. which people um, are saying like it's considered one of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm. A lot of people do. I'm just saying, they got a 10. When I think of a Switch, I think of, um, or like the popularity around Switch, I think mm-hmm. of Zelda, I think of Smash, and I think of Odyssey. Mario Party and Odyssey. And Skyrim. Other than that, I don't, uh, Skyrim, you can play anything. That, other than that, Switch, there's, like, I've been, I mean, I just bought a Switch, so I've been looking at games. There's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel like there's not, for, example, I feel for like as you, long as it's been out. I feel, you need you need to take the jump and just, and play an indie. You need to play, like, Dude, I play like games. Steam Dig. SteamWorld Dig. Steam I just Dig. finished SteamWorld Dig 2, and it is an awesome game. And you know what? I played the first one on PS4, and I could have played the second one on PS4, but there's certain games that I want to play on handheld. Switch now and handheld and have the option of going back and forth. Because I played SteamWorld Dig on both. I played Diablo 3 on both. Like I like having that option now mm-hmm. for games that I don't care so much. Sure. I if if tomorrow they said that the new God of War is gonna come out on both that and PS4, I'm getting it for PS4. Like there are certain things that I want that sit down immersive yeah. experience. Like yeah. just like there's certain things like I'm gonna want I, I can watch fucking Family Guy on my phone, I won't care. But I'm not gonna watch Infinity War on my phone. I'm right. gonna watch that on the TV. Like right. so the Switch to me is like it, obviously, it's for certain exclusives like the Nintendo first parties that I'm excited about. 
having on there. But otherwise, indies and stuff like that, things that I want to be able to take on the go or be able to play and grind like in Diablo while Katie's watching TV, like having that option is awesome. Definitely. I completely agree with all that. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is given the of given everything that you just said mm -hmm. like the fact that nintendo is more expensive is than ps4 is mind-blowing to me it's mind-blowing because yeah. like you, you, so. everything also, that you just said like if i want that immersive experience like meaning the better experience mm -hmm. you want a ps4 that's a not year, true isn't it, it only is. a year and a half old though and ps4 has already gone on to two iterations like ps5 is rumored to be announced later next year you know what i mean like it is a newer console PS4, if it had sure. come out at the same time as Switch, PS4 would have cost more. But it's it's still crazy to me that it hasn't like dropped at all, and there's just because no games for it. It's like, still, I guess, and but. there are yeah. ton, that's it's. I mean, I, I, you're not crazy because fucking eighty dollars for two Joy-Con is insane. Yeah. Like, I, it is an expensive system. But, but that's like two. That's like two PS4 but, controllers. No, I know. Which is one hundred twenty dollars. But it's not. They they feel cheap. Like it's weird to think that a controller is eighty dollars. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. It's it's as functional as a ps4 controller how's it yeah, not it just feels quote unquote cheap. Is 40 bucks 60 yeah but you get them for 40 <laughs> where that's like the normal that you would get uh, i don't know uh, um bill how uh how far are you into red dead story without spoilers we're not going to spoil any red dead okay all right did you beat it no okay and i haven't tried online yet because i know once i play online i won't Go back really? to the campaign, yeah. I don't see you... I, I don't. I haven't looked up much of the online, mm -hmm. but I don't see you getting into the online. It's a character creator, so mm -hmm. you, you create your own character. And mm -hmm. then, luckily, I have a friend, Eric, who plays it too, mm -hmm. to like make a posse and stuff like that. All right. So, but mm -hmm. I'm on chapter five. Okay. No, no, six. I'm on chapter six, so t I think I'm on the last chapter, mm -hmm. but then there's like an eight-hour epilogue. I know, um, I think Wyatt... The, who does music for the podcast? Mm -hmm. He's playing it and stuff. So, it is. Why does the if, music for the Oblivion song? Yeah. Podcast? Okay. Not for our if well, if you like music. if you like modern westerns oh, of invincible, yeah. And by when I say modern westerns, I mean like three ten to Yuma. Three ten to Yuma. I I think Tombstone would be considered a modern okay. western. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. something that like John Wayne. Like that's yeah. boring. Don't I don't want to watch that. <laughs> but if you like modern westerns, then then like. Red Dead Redemption is, in my opinion, a better game than mm -hmm. Red Dead 1, mm -hmm. which is crazy. I um, I haven't been to the comic shop in like two months. I have such a backlog to pick up. I'll take up. you to the comic shop. Oh, really? I'll let you... Where are you going to go from there? Lick the lollipop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I haven't read up. I haven't. I think I'm one, maybe two issues of Die, Die, Die. Behind. I am currently I am caught up on Die 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 is it and still it is awesome? fucking awesome oh, it's so good it's so good like Kirkman is just having so much fun yeah making the most ridiculous fucking government espionage it's like so cool. action it's so fucking ridiculous yeah I need to catch up on that I have so many things I need to catch up oh, on oh did you read the new saga oh that's oh, right oh no that's right I wonder how many people just got excited for a second. Yeah, I know. Damn like it. a split second. Like, wait, what year is it? TJ, you've got so much time to catch up. <laughs> I know, man. Because <laughs> it's going to be a while. Well, you more, should I wait. Only, I only you have should... like five, four or five issues. Don't read them yet. Oh, shit. Uh, not only do you have to like leave now for work, TJ, but the new Captain Marvel trailer just dropped. So we're going to watch that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this episode 
um, is brought to you by. Is brought to you by. No. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the outro for this uh, episode is done by our friend Wyatt Lane. He does the music, uh, like TJ said, for Oblivion Song, and um, uh, this one is called Time. Uh, you can find all of his music over on SoundCloud. Just look for Wyatt Lane. We could just say this this episode has been brought to you by Wyatt Lane. <laughs> <laughs> um, next episode, we're gonna be back uh, the first week of January, the first Friday in January. Uh, so everybody have a great Christmas, great holiday, uh, Happy New great Year. New Year. Um, I think because of December being crazy, I think uh, next episode our main topic might just be some super fight. Let's have fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I also want to do a thing where we look back on all the things that was announced or happened, Invincible related in 2016, and of 17. course, 18. Oh wow, we were, <laughs> we were wrong two times in a row. <laughs> Uh, and we're also going to talk about uh, Trade Paperback Volume 5 of Invincible. So thank you everybody for listening. Um, that does it. We're out. Bye. Bye. is like just beginning dude oh Wait. this is this is kind of equivalent to like me waking up super early and doing the podcast before i go to work at eight o'clock right what time would you the one time that we did that did we ever do that we did no, that i'm saying oh yeah that's when we did um actually i had to work that day too that's when we recorded with the english nerds, guys nerds chat. Oh, yeah. oh yes that Welcome was funny to nerds chatting do some stuff and read some things and now we're gonna talk like this not like that <laughs> <laughs> not like that <laughs>